Hello and welcome back to the world of psychology. Influencing behavior via music or good music makes good business. There is no doubt, music is powerful. Our favorite songs, and I think every one of you has experienced it, our favorite songs can carry us away, they can inspire us, they have the power to exhilarate, but, and that's a question many marketing experts are interested in, but does music also have the power to... Uh, put us in a buying frenzy. Some people might argue, yeah, for sure, music has such a big impact on our mood, so of course it can have an impact on our buying behavior. Others might say, yeah, that's right, but there's also an effect of habituation, which probably all of you know as well. You enter a shop and there is a lovely background music, And at first you really think, wow, that's cool. But after 10 or 20 minutes, you no longer realize that there is any music present. So maybe the impact of the music is also no longer present. On the other hand, some people might say, well, this is the very dangerous part. You do no longer realize that there is music present, but on a subconscious level, you feel much better and therefore you stay longer in the shop and as you stay longer you might also buy more stuff. Stuff you probably don't need. The only way to find out what's really going on is to conduct studies. And the first study I want to present to you is not about the question can music make us spend more money, but it's a related study because it's about the effects of music on our perception of time. Does time pass faster when we are listening to music in comparison to not listening to music? And if this is the case, it really might be interesting for shop owners or restaurant owners because this might make people stay longer in the shop or restaurant. But this first study did not take place in a shop or a restaurant or a bar. It took place at the university and 100 students were told that they were going to take part in an experiment on the timing of Beatles songs. And so they were not surprised that when they entered the laboratory together with the experimenter, that music was already playing from a tape. There were four conditions. There was either less complex music playing or in another condition there was medium complex music and in a third condition there was very complex music and in uh, the fourth condition there was no music present when the participant entered the laboratory. Right before the supposed start of the experiment, the experimenter told the participant, oh, okay, sorry, um, I forgot something. I, I just have to go to another room to uh, 
get an important piece of equipment. But um, for ethical reasons, I can't let you wait here forever. So for sure, you can leave the room whenever you want. Yeah. So I will go to get the equipment. Um, I'll be back. Don't worry. Well, this was a lie. <laughs> this was just a cover story because all the experimenter was interested in was to see how long would the participant stay in this room if the different kinds of music were playing and in comparison to a condition with no music playing. So the experimenter was just standing on the other side of the door and waited to note the participant's waiting time. And it turned out, maybe you expected it, when the music was playing, participants stayed in there much longer. It didn't matter what kind of music was playing, but when music was playing in comparison to the no music condition, the participants were waiting longer. And what was really interesting, when they were asked, what do you think, how long did you wait? The participants from the music conditions were very wrong because they clearly underestimated the time they were waiting. So for example, maybe they were waiting for 20 minutes. Um, they said, well, I think I was waiting for maybe 12 or 15 minutes. But in the condition with no music, time was perceived on average much longer. So the conclusion could be, if music is present, time is perceived as not that long. And this might be interesting for shop owners, owners of restaurants, ice cream parlors, etc. But the big question is, does this changed time perception really lead to increased spendings? And one setting in which scientists tried to answer this question was a small stall in an open-air market. It was a stall with stuff you don't really need. It was about toys and trinkets. Nothing costed more than 10 euros. So imagine you are walking on this open-air market just like the 240 passers-by, which were unknowingly the participants of this study. Imagine you are walking along this open-air market and there you see this stall with three female students selling all these toys and trinkets and knickknacks. And when you get closer, someone next to the shop puts on joyful music. So you stand there looking at these amusing toys while in the background the joyful music is playing. Do you think it makes a difference whether the music is playing or there is no music present? Do you stay longer or do you even spend more money? Well, the results of this study confirmed the first hypothesis. People really stayed longer. They stayed for more than five minutes when music was present. But when no music was present, they stayed only for almost four minutes. So more than one minute difference, which could turn into better sales numbers. However, this hypothesis was not confirmed. So even though people stayed longer, on average, they didn't spend significantly more money when the music was present. But now you might say, 
maybe it's not been the right music. And maybe the setting of an open air market is a difficult setting. So other kinds of music in other kinds of environments might be more effective in terms of making people spend more money. But before we take a look at this, let's have a little musical break. One kind of music that might be promising in terms of improved sales rates might be classical music. But of course, only if it's played in the right environment. Researchers speak of the musical fit hypothesis. So you shouldn't play classical music in a shop selling football equipment. I suppose the customers might be a little bit irritated. But when you are selling wine, for example, classical music could be the music of choice because it might prime thoughts of high quality, expertise and luxury. So maybe it's no wonder that Arini and Kim found in their study the influence of background music on shopping behavior classical versus top 40 music in a wine store, they found after they had played for the course of almost three months on Fridays and Saturdays at a time from 6 to 11 p.m. two different kinds of music. In one group people were listening top 40 pop music like Nirvana and Fleetwood Mac and in the other group participants were listening to classical music like songs from Mozart and Vivaldi. They found that in a wine cellar of a restaurant where customers could go and choose the wine they wanted to have, they found that when classical music was played, on average the patrons were paying $7.43 Whereas when top 40 music was played, the patrons were paying only $2.18. So when classical music was played, people spent three times more money. This is quite a huge effect. Nevertheless, if we take a closer look at this study, there is a problem because even though it sounds like that there must have been a lot of participants, I mean they observed for almost three months on Fridays and Saturdays but they also write that on average in this time every evening only 11 participants came to the wine cellar and of those only a few were really buying wine. So mm, I'd like to see a replication of this. So let's take a look at in my opinion one of the best studies in this field which was conducted in 2003 and published in the Journal of Environment and Behavior. 
The title, The Effect of Musical Style on Restaurant Customers Spending. So this time it's not about buying wine in a wine cellar, but this time it's about the spending of customers in the restaurant. And what is really good about this study is the number of participants. They had 393 participants, which were all guests of a high-quality restaurant in England who had no clue that they were participating in the study. On some evenings, the background music of this restaurant was classical music. For example, music by Vivaldi and Handel. On other evenings, the background music was pop music, like music from Britney Spears and Ricky Martin. Now you might say, <laughs> come on, with this kind of background music I would run away as well. But, well, the study was conducted in 2003 and at this time this music was in, at least for a big part of the population. The third condition was the no music condition. So in this condition, no background music was playing. The results, again, speak for the effects of classical music because on average, people in the classical music condition spend more money. More money than the people in the pop music condition and in the no music condition. There was no significant difference between the pop music condition and the no music condition. And what is particularly nice about this study is that they differentiated bit between the different parts of the meals. So they could report which parts of the meal were influenced by the different kinds of music. And they found that people were spending more when they were listening to classical music, especially on starters and on coffee. So this study, even though it's not about wine consumption, can be regarded as a replication of the study of Arini and Kim. And it tells us in the right environment, classical music might increase sales rates. We finish this episode with a, from a methodological point of view, not so well done study, but it's a funny study. So let's regard it as a pilot study and I think the results are quite interesting. It's a study by Celine Jacob, published in 2006 in the International Journal of Hospitality Management. The title... Styles of Background Music and Consumption in a Bar, an Empirical Evaluation. So this time the location is not a high-quality restaurant, but it's a small bar in France. The participants were only, and this is the weakness of the study, only 93 patrons. During 14 afternoons, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., so quite early in the day, 
um, different kinds of music were played. On some afternoons, cartoon music was played. So probably Bugs Bunny theme songs. They don't describe which kind of music, so I just have to hypothesize. Um, on other afternoons, Top 40 music was played. And on some afternoons, drinking songs were played. And what do you think? Which kind of songs might increase sales rates in this environment? Well, maybe you might guess, because I said the study is funny, maybe you might guess the cartoon songs. But no, the cartoon songs had no impact, at least in comparison to the top 40 songs. The best music in terms of sales rates were drinking songs. When drinking songs were played, patrons on average paid 5 euros, whereas when uh, cartoon music or top 40 music was played, patrons paid only a little bit more than 3 euros. And in respect to the musical fit hypothesis, the results really make sense because many people associate drinking songs with joyfulness and alcohol consumption. So if you're running a bar, better don't play cartoon music or top 40 music. And unless your patrons are really high society, I also wouldn't recommend classical music. Instead, drinking songs might actually work even though because of the small number of participants, the results should be regarded as preliminary. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And maybe next time when you enter a shop, restaurant or bar, better listen carefully what kind of music they are playing in the background. 